The following talk was recorded at Label the Planet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. Label the Planet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. Label Planet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, The Free Software Supporter, at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit libreplanet.org conference. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, the next session. You're in the Juniper or uh, Jupiter room, excuse me. Um, the talk uh, we're going to uh, have next is titled uh, Logizel Libre, uh, Societe Libre, or Free Software Activism in France and Europe. Um, it's being presented by yep. uh, Etienne Gonu, uh, the public affairs officer at April, a oh, French. Yes. Well, uh, it's already switched to the next thing. A French free software advocacy organization that works very closely with the FSF. Since 1996, April has worked to proliferate and advocate free software throughout the French speaking world and acts as a watchdog on digital freedoms. In his talk, uh, Etienne will give uh, an overview of April's work, detail the work with French and European governments to create benevolent political and legislative environment and share April's perspectives, strategies, success, and challenges. Um, I'll be monitoring the IRC. If you have questions, feel free to enter them there and please preface it with questions so I can record it and follow up at the end. And with that, I'll hand it over to Etienne. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, thanks to you and uh, your presentation was great. Um, so yes, my name is Etienne Gonu and I'm really happy to be able to present, uh, make this presentation uh, Libre Planet. Uh, it was hard for me uh, other years to uh, fly to Boston for organizational reasons, etc. So it's uh, a good aspect of, uh, I guess, uh, online uh, uh, occurrences um, like uh, this uh, edition, uh, 2021 edition of Libre Planet. And many, many thanks, before I forget, many, many thanks to uh, all the people orga organizing uh, this, uh, this uh, extraordinary event. Uh, um, I haven't, it's my first time doing a presentation on online this way. I haven't spoken English in a while, so I might look for my words up by the moment. And uh, April just had this uh, General Assembly right uh, today, and I just left it and came uh, here. So I'm really happy, a little tired. So if you feel some, I'm not saying, I'm not being clear on what I say, you, I, uh, and you want to, uh, to, 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 and you need uh, more explanation, really feel free to, uh, to ask me. I, not sure how the questions come back up, but I trust that it's, uh, uh, that it's, it will work fine. So uh, enough, uh, enough introduction. Uh, of course, a word on uh, April itself. Uh, April, so uh, uh, 
Patrick, uh, Patrick already mentioned that most uh, important information. Sorry, April is the main uh, French advocacy group uh, at national uh, level for free software. Uh, our tagline is Promouvoir et Défendre le logiciel libre, promote and defend uh, free software. Uh, so we were founded in 1996, and our first work group was actually about translating uh, the GNU philosophy into French. Uh, and it's still a working group that makes uh, you know, translation and not only of the uh, news, uh, free software's um, uh, newsletter. Uh, we have about 4,000 uh, active members. Uh, uh, paying uh, members, more or less active, that's, I mean, the reality of any organizations. Uh, and um, so individuals, uh, other nonprofits, businesses, uh, some local, uh, some cities, some, I think there was one or two universities. Uh, so it's really a, a variety of uh, of uh, memberships and even individual individuals, uh, it's not only uh, people you know in the uh, computing uh, environment. It's really a very broad. So we have librarians, uh, teachers, uh, very wide variety, and we are very happy about that. It's important for us because free software is not about technicity. It's really it's, uh, and I don't need to convince you here. It's uh, so it's important for us to have this variety. And uh, another important point for us is uh, the way we finance our action. It's through a, 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 a membership fee. And uh, this is very important for us, of course, in terms of independence and especially there is a maximum fee. So we do not depend on one uh, paying membership. Uh, and th this system allows us to have, you know, a long-term uh, stability and, uh, uh, and uh, safety, financial safety. And it helps us to have weight also when we meet uh, policymakers, et cetera, and that, well, we have, you know, uh, the legitimacy of really lots of people backing us, backing us and not and a variety of people backing us. Uh, we are five staff members, including myself. So I uh, am proud to be uh, the public affairs officer. So I really deal with, the, let's say, the advocacy aspects of uh, April's action. One of my colleagues, uh, Isabella, works with more, you know, the uh, uh, since what we call sensibilization, sensitizing uh, to the issues and making them accessible to as many people as possible. Elsa, another uh, the staff member, really deals with you know the uh, uh, the organizational aspects, uh, administrative aspects, which is really very important. And she helps us on other aspects. She's a great coworker. And Frédéric Couchet, founder of the April and the uh, uh, general delegates, you know, he kind of. Uh, uh, organizes everything uh, from a, from a, a broad perspective and uh, he's a, an extraordinary activist uh, for free software of more than 20 years now um, and of course we have very active volunteers and work wisdom and uh, of course it's we are a nonprofit and 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 we rely heavily on, on volunteers because that's what makes gives a sense to our actions. So our core belief, and it's, we share it with the Free Software Foundation, and uh, we, so we express it by, uh, that's what I tell in my uh, presentation, logiciel libre, société libre, which is the exact translation of free software, free society. So Libre Planet is clearly not the place where I, I need to convince people of the reality of that statement. Uh, and uh, more generally, uh, that uh, issues around software and technology at large are, are deeply political uh, in nature. Uh, and I, I would like to share first maybe with you how I, as, as a person in charge of public affairs for April, how I try to make that demonstration at Free Software Society and uh, how I try to convince 
policymakers, lawmakers, and, and the sorts uh, uh, that uh, there can be no free society without free software, or that would mean no software at all. But that would we don't need to be that radical. Um, so I like to start my demonstration by referring to uh, uh, Lars Lessig, sorry, famous essay, "Code is Law," uh, which now needs, uh, I guess little convincing, uh, but it's, it is hard not to argue that against the fact that uh, software uh, have a huge and growing impact on how we express ourselves, uh, how we interact together, uh, and how we interact with administration, how we work as a society. Uh, and code is law, and the people who make code make law. Uh, and now it's, uh, I don't know if it was hard at some time to, to make this uh, statement, to make this argument, but now it seems pretty obvious when we talk with these lawmakers, I mean, they, it resonates quite well, and uh, so it's, and it's a powerful, it's a powerful statement. So once that is said, I'd like to, to add, okay, so how do we, how is law made? And what is law? And what is law in a democracy? What is a democracy? And uh, if we are indeed in a democracy, uh, what controls we have on lawmaking? So when you talk about this way to policymakers and lawmakers, of course, they believe themselves to be Democrats, uh, Democrats in the French, uh, uh, not a political party, but I know, I know uh, uh, people that believe in democracy. Uh, and and uh, to that, uh, I believe we can answer that uh, to be considered a democratic, uh, a democratic system, a system must abide by some criteria. Uh, we need to know the rules that apply to us um, and to freely access those rules. We have need knowledge of the rules. Uh, we know how, uh, we need to know the process in which they're made. We need to know how these rules come to be established, who decides how to decide, how they vote, for instance, etc. We need to be able, in some way or another, to participate in the lawmaking process. And we need to be able to criticize the law, to say that's not a good law for me, and to refuse them if we deem them to be unjust. Uh, that could be, you know, for court proceedings that did different ways, but we need to be able to, to, to oppose unjust, unfair law. And of course, uh, the parallel with the four freedoms of free software is easily made. And by contrast, so if we can say that, well, free software is in, in the embodiment of, of, of democracy, of freedom, well, we could argue that proper software has much more to do with uh, maybe an autocratic system. Um, so usually, I mean, I think it's heard, and uh, I think it's a good way to, to kind of interact and start a, a, a political arguments, a political uh, discussion, and to, to really puts the, 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 the political focus on, uh, on the topic. And it might seem a little abstract, uh, but uh, when you are making, and that's what I like to conclude, it's okay, when you're making decisions regarding software and technology, decisions that will have impacts on the whole of society, uh, by not tre treating them as, as political issues, you're ultimately letting others and potentially private interests make decisions instead of you. And if you're a representative, you're letting them make decisions instead of the people. So these decisions, uh, so decisions that might not be made with the sole general interest in mind. So now, how do we, at April, we try to make uh, computing as free as possible? How do we try to embody and, and give body, yeah, embody uh, free software, free society? Uh, so we have our main motto, uh, really that it's core, core to our action is priorité to au logiciel libre, priority to free software. Uh, both at our individual level, I know in our daily lives, and collectively through notably our uh, public administration, through law, etc. Uh, 
So to carry that uh, uh, objective of uh, priorities for software, we have two, like I said, two stronger standing feet. Two, we, we rely, we have two, two strong standing feet. I don't know how well that translates. Um, so we promote, it's, uh, the first one is promoting free software to the public at large, you know, sensitizing, uh, sharing the knowledge and defending software freedoms. Uh, so it's making sure uh, laws don't threaten them, don't threaten our uh, software freedom and, uh, and pushing for uh, better laws and be uh, better protection and policies. Uh, on the promoting aspect of our actions, so there are of course conferences so, such as this one, you know, holding booths and events when we could and hopefully we'll soon be able again. Um, and we have a, a working group uh, led by my colleague, as I mentioned, that you know, produces posters, pamphlets, uh, and so forth, all of course under uh, free licenses. And t-shirts uh, such as, I don't know if you can see it, Logiciel uh, Société Libre, so classic, uh, classic goodies. Uh, and we also believe uh, in the virtue of, uh, you know, example, concrete example, demonstration, that it is possible for uh, all to use free software. And, uh, and one way to, for us uh, to do that is through our involvement in a, a, a fantastic project, uh, and maybe you heard of it, uh, called the Chaton. Okay, so Chaton, uh, kitten in French, uh, Chaton is a kitten. Uh, so it's a collective, um, of independent, uh, transparent, open, and uh, neutral and ethical hosters are providing uh, free software-based uh, online services. So uh, almost, uh, it's actually almost possible to directly translate the acronym, uh, collective of hosts, alternative, transparent, open, ouvert, uh, neutre, neutral, and solidaire, so, which express solidarity. Uh, so Chaton is a, a project led by uh, Framasoft, another it's uh, another French uh, nonprofit um, that works towards uh, uh, software freedom, uh, and they, they do really incredible work uh, for software freedoms. Uh, and I think they made uh, I'm pretty sure they made a, a actually a, a presentation for FS, the FSF's uh, 35th birthday. So uh, Framasoft uh, was already known for the free software services they offered to all, uh, and it started a few years ago. So the, the idea was that, okay, there are proprietary uh, services such, uh, such as Doodle, such as maybe a mailing list, uh, YouTube, etc. And we need to show people that you can, it's good to talk about uh, free software, but it's even better to give free software and so people can really see, uh, exercise their uh, software freedoms and it means that you don't need actual knowledge, you just, you know, uh, it's a, uh, um, can use them without being an expert. Uh, so the next way, so, and it really works well, you know, people use their services and they could see that it worked. So the next step for them uh, say was say, okay, it's great to have free software, but it's better if it doesn't rely all on one single organization. Uh, free software is key, but, you know, decentralization, uh, federative, Federated networks are also very important. So that's why they created this project uh, that really that revolves around a chart that sets core values uh, that uh, one must abide by to be part of the collective. You know, use of free software, of course, respect of privacy, and, and so uh, so forth. Um, and as for uh, free licenses, uh, commercial you know businesses can be a chaton as long as they respect this uh, this chart. These are sets of, of rules of values. So for April, I mean, it was obvious that we had to contribute to this project. Uh, that's how Chapril, which is uh, uh, our chaton, uh, it's our kitten, 
So that's uh, through, Shep through Shepril, we offer a variety of uh, free software services. Uh, that's one, I mean, in my opinion, it's a very important action that April has for free software for them in France. Uh, so it's 100% based on uh, volunteer work, and I think that's fantastic. We have now about uh, 13 services uh, available, and uh, most of them we are not uh, limited to our members, they are open to all. So that's, I think it's a very important way, no convincing, for example, but I uh, we also believe uh, that sharing knowledge and giving a voice to people who fight for free software is a very also important uh, way to uh, push for a, a, a more better, um, better sorry, software freedom in France and in general. Uh, that's how this project came, came along, which is a, so Libravo, which is a, a, a radio show we host uh, every week. So we had this opportunity, opportunity to host a weekly radio show uh, on uh, software freedoms and then 2019 on the local radio uh, dedicated to, uh, I don't know how that well to translate, but it would be open culture. So it's not only free software, it's going to be uh, uh, Libraries, uh, uh, a variety of, of topics, and I'll have a hard time on the top of my head to describe it, but uh, I think you get the idea, probably. Uh, uh, and so it's a show we also share as po podcasts. So we, we produce, uh, we produce knowledge in this way, uh, and we are already in two weeks, March, sorry, Tuesday, March 30th, uh, will be our 100th, 100th uh, show, so we're really excited about that. Uh, we invited, we got uh, the FSF, uh, uh, special of the FSF on the 15th of, uh, of uh, December with uh, Audrey Le Benassi and uh, Gregory, uh, the president of, uh, of uh, the FSF uh, uh, was our, uh, uh, on the show, so we're happy about that. So we have many topics, policy making, education, new philosophy. Uh, we invite other nonprofits uh, to share with their actions. We have cities that come, you know, representative of uh, cities that come to share how, what, how they promote free software and their policies. Have lawmakers coming and telling us, you know, what they do, uh, or you know, to talk about the, what what they're fighting for. Uh, lawmakers that kind of push for our. Uh, for free software. So we have tried to really make it accessible to people, you know, our topics that can sometimes be uh, uh, complex. So, and it's a project that both relies on staff members and, and volunteers. Um, very, very quickly, but I think this is really another essential action uh, that April has uh, for uh, 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 software freedom. Uh, so it's the same logic of sharing knowledge. So uh, Libralire is the new website we have for that action, but it's an old action now. It's a transcription. So it's a so it's a working group that uh, turns audio and video into text. Uh, so for instance, all the podcasts of our radio show are turned into text. Conferences are turned into text. Uh, I think most of uh, Richard Solomon's uh, intervention in French are turned into text. Uh, and it's really useful for accessibility, uh, for indexation, and, uh, and uh, to you know, how that translate, you know, when you look, uh, uh, when uh, a search engine, you know, looks for information on, on the, 
calls the webs for information uh, for archiving uh, uh, these events. So uh, I think it's uh, it's a work group we're very proud of, uh, and it really relies on one fantastic, uh, extraordinary volunteer, which is Mario Gilles. So I, I want to to share uh, uh, to extend my uh, deep appreciation for her work. She's uh, she's pretty incredible. Um, so finally, uh, this important aspect of uh, of April elections uh, and the one another sorry aspect of April's action, the one I have the privilege to work on is advocacy. So we it's mainly on on French uh, French level, uh, but we also try to have uh, uh, to have impact on the EU level. EU level is hard to to I'll I'll come back to that, but it's it's true it's difficult to to have uh, uh, effective impact at the EU level if you're not in Brussels, uh, and we have as most uh, nonprofits limited uh, energy, limited possibilities. So we try to uh, to do well what we can rather than you know uh, try to do too much. So France. Uh, well, first, I think it might be interesting to give you a little context, institutional context of France, and you know that's the context in in which we uh, try to advocate for uh, better software freedom. Um, so France, so it's a unitary centralized state, so we don't have different states. There's only one state with one head of state, so it's very different from the U.S. for for uh, for example, uh, closer for the U.K. If there are uh, English people. Uh, here. Um, so France has not had a very stable, where we changed over the centuries, we are now in the changed, we had many different types of republics. So the Fifth Republic means, you know, uh, it's uh, the constitutional text is, uh, sorry, so the, the constitutional text, uh, the Fifth Republic dates back to 1958, and it was tailored uh, for the General de Gaulle. Uh, so it was really made for this man, and uh, so what comes out, it's important because it's really has really a deep rooted impacts on how the uh, our uh, the French Republic works now. So it's a very strong pres presidential system, and even more so recently, actually. Uh, so we have this president who is now elected on uh, uh, direct uh, uh, direct who's now elected directly. Um, and we have, like in the States, for example, I guess most democracies, two chambers for the legislative branch, uh, the Assemblée Nationale, which is elected directly by all citizens, and the Senate, which is uh, elected indirectly through uh, uh, elected members. So mostly uh, mayors, for instance, and other elected officials vote for the, uh, uh, for the members of Senate. Uh, sadly, we have very little or, or our system of check and balances between executive and legislative branch are, are, is not great. Uh, very, it's pretty pretty weak. Uh, so yeah, we have a very strong presidential system, and especially since 20, uh, the beginning, um, 2002, the beginning of the uh, 21st century, because the legislative action uh, now since then comes uh, right after the presidential election, like uh, one, more one month or two. And both uh, members of the Assemblée Nationale and the president are elected for five years. So the same direction and they're elected one after the other. So logically, and since then what happened is, of course, the president is elected and people will vote for the exact same party at the Assemblée Nationale. So you have uh, one power uh, on both, the same power in both executive and legislative branch. Uh, that's what we call now the, the fait majoritaire, the magic 
majority fact, uh, which really strengthened the power of the president in this system and really truly limited uh, the independence of the uh, Assemblée Nationale. Uh, and so it's, it has uh, so it has impact on the way we have to, when we try to push law or to, to, to amend uh, law that are, uh, to amend bills, uh, it has impact because it is hard to get legal disposition against the will of the government uh, who holds in some way the, the Assemblée Nationale. Um, so now to be more specific on what we, uh, the, maybe some uh, main topics. So we, we, there is a variety of topics, so maybe to highlight some of on which we, we work. I'm checking on time, okay. Uh, so our long, long run fight, and I guess it's really the one we, we try to carry the most, and I mentioned it earlier, it's priority, uh, priority to free software and open formats. Uh, it's something important to always specify in the public sector. Uh, so that's saying, you know, when a, a administration, when a public entity procures software, they have to give priority to uh, uh, to free software. Uh, and this is really something that uh, for us is uh, is essential. Uh, we need, you know, in our opinion, we need a strong principle. You know, it's it's uh, it seems basic principle, but it's and it's short, it's clear. Uh, there, it's uh, uh, univoc. There is uh, no doubt about what it means. So. We think it's really uh, an essential, uh, essential brick to any hope to have, you know, uh, for the, the, the public entities to use free software. They need to give priority to free software, which means basically that if they do not use free software, they have to, if they choose I mean, to surrender one of their uh, software freedoms, uh, they have to explain why. Why would they surrender uh, a software firm? They, could be legitimate reasons. I mean, if they specify their true needs, technical needs, etc., maybe it doesn't exist at a given time, and they have an emergency. Who knows? But they have to reason, and that's how you procure. And in a democracy, you have to uh, make clear uh, the needs you have, and you have to publish the needs, etc. So we push hard for that. Uh, in, in in 2016, there was a, a real big law on the digital. It was a digital republic uh, bill that became the act. Uh, so we were, and it, there were really strong debates and we could see that there was progress on this issue. Sadly, it only came back as an encouragement to free software, which lacks all, uh, it lacks any uh, legal uh, uh, status because if you encourage basically, uh, let's uh, the uh, pr uh, public, procure, uh, public entities do what they want. So we need a, a stronger, a strong legal principle, and I think uh, having a strong legal principle, as I said, is very essential. But of course, it also go through, you know, uh, going through the uh, uh, starts uh, with uh, the ground level from the uh, people who work daily in, in public entities, and having a strong principle will give them uh, to free software. Uh, uh, people who believe in free software within a public administration will it will give them uh, um, uh, strength to 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 push for better. To, uh, for uh, more software, free software in their uh, administration. Um, then I wrote digital sovereignty. What I mean by that is uh, it has become over maybe the, especially for two years or th two years or more, but uh, uh, most political debates when they, when it touches uh, to software and it touches technology, uh, it's term, it, it comes back to sovereignty. So it's, it's not a clear, 
uh, uh, it doesn't have a clear meaning. At first, it was really basic. It was okay. We don't want uh, we don't want to be uh, uh, vassalized by the uh, American big techs. We don't want to be vassalized by the Chinese big techs. We need French or even European. You know, we need European sovereignty. We need European big techs. So it was the goal. The first, you know, step was saying we actually we doesn't care it's not a question of nationality and that's it's a question of you know we don't want big techs we want you know better respect over of uh, software freedoms uh we want decentralized systems we want smaller techs we want you know kittens chaton uh and we don't want giants uh so it's uh, it's a yeah it's not it it was for us an important to bring software into the equation of the free software into this equation so every time there is so uh, uh i was auditioned for instance into uh, a few months ago um, by a, a parliamentary mission on this t topic there is another one now so we try to follow to to follow it and you know push always say okay what about free software what about uh, free software and um Bring back, you know, to 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 be part of to to ensure that it's to use this trends, political trend to, to push yeah it's free software. Uh, moving forward, uh, so there is, and that was a, a pretty uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, to, um, and a positive uh, uh, action we had uh, last year. So the um, so we pushed for a free software office at state level to be so to to to. To say what it means uh and so the european commission actually said you know uh, they gave their strat uh, free software strategy open source in their terms but okay free software strategy um uh, and they said one of their aspects was you know have a free software bureau office you know that would kind of uh lead on that topic sadly it, it, it was very empty it was an empty shell because it doesn't give any specifics on how it was supposed to work Okay. So in France, there was a, a member of parliament that was given the, the mission to, to draw a, to the mission to analyze the situation of, you know, uh, how do we have a policy on data, open data and, uh, and uh, source codes and how do we open source codes? How do we open data? So we participated in this uh, topic. We made proposition and we made a proposition that we needed. It was interesting to have at state level, a free software office that we, you know, uh, uh, make link between the different ministries uh, via referent on free software topics that would uh, give this push and and lead on this policy to 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 give it reality. Uh, and it needs you know uh, people that are dedicated uh, full-time employees, full-time uh, public agents on this topic, Sarah. Uh, and so we participated. There was a co public consultation uh, in which free software actually was really well uh, repre represented. Uh, the top 10, I think, the top 10 uh, proposition. So it was open to all the public and the top ten, top most supported proposition on this uh, platform were about free software. So it was a, a, already a good win. And uh, the document that came out of this uh, mission information, so it's a mission for information, uh, was actually quite good uh, good uh, uh, good understanding of the issues so now we are to wait you know to see what the government will do with that but it was an uh, uh, so it, it's it's an interesting way to to it was an interesting uh, uh, topic to follow
And the other side of uh, this aspect, one of the uh, an important, uh, something we've been working on for a few years now, is to shed light uh, on uh, open bar what we call open bar contracts between uh, Microsoft and other big tech companies and uh, French ministries. And there was one in particular, which is the French Ministry of Defense uh, has a, a what we call this open bar contract. So it's a, a contract that's so broad that it's basically uh, it's about giving the ministry to uh, uh, oh, tie, tie down the ministry and give it to Microsoft, and they're completely dependent on the, the issue. So we really try and shed light. Know how was this deal made? Uh, uh, why was it uh, that this uh, uh, this was possible? And we now know that. There are some shady, shady uh, uh, aspects. For instance, just and I'll then I'll move forward. Um, before the first contract was made in 2007, there was an experts uh, group uh, within the military that was uh, summoned to analyze different uh, uh, scenarios. And the scenario of this open bar contract, they said it, it was the, the lifted all the red flags. Said it was the, the most destructive option. It would be a loss. Uh, it would be very dangerous, you know, loss of the uh, independence, etc. And despite this uh, 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 analysis, it was this contract was made. So it's uh, always uh, difficult to, to understand the, the, the reason. So that's why we try to shed light. And we do a lot of requests from information. That's a powerful tool to use. Um, but it takes time. And we are a very small uh, organization compared to the Ministry of Defense and to Microsoft. So, but it's, uh, uh, but it has, uh, there was a, a national TV show that, uh, it's it is it has become a famous relatively famous issue so it and i think it pulls part of that uh i see time is moving forward so i i won't um so we also try to see you know new perspectives uh so i, I wrote down two uh um i'll start maybe more by uh, with environmental issues uh so of course i won't need to convince anyone that there is a real emergency here that it's a real very important political issue and um so there are also opportunities, you know, bills being passed, policies being made about, um, okay, how, how do we act on this? And of course, technology is, is part of the question. Uh, and it is interesting for us to, first, because I mean, we believe, you know, I think free software and is very, has, uh, most people that defend free software have a, 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 are sensitized to this political issues because I guess we are progressists, but uh, there is an opportunity uh, to carry uh, the values of free software, you know, uh, being able to repair, being able to uh, to share, uh, to limit uh, to, to limit uh, obsolescence, uh, obsole uh, software obsolescence being one of it's a, a, a key element. It has a key element of the most poly um, of the discussions usually, and uh, free software is it's a good way to promote free software, and free software is really one. You can't have efficient policies about how to uh, deal with this, uh, the environmental issues if you don't think in terms of, you know, uh, free, if you don't bring free software into the, the issue. Uh, health, well, health has been uh, quite an issue uh, last past year. Uh, and there was, even before that, a uh, 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 political issue about, uh, there was a, um, the health data hub, so it's, it was created, which is a uh, health data hub is a platform for uh, uh, research on uh, uh, on uh, health. And it was a public platform, and uh, but it was based and the, the the data was stored on Microsoft uh, Cloud, 
So there was you know, red flags came uh, came up in our community, and uh, there was one uh, organization, Interop, for uh, interoperability uh, hospital hospitals, inter hospitals. They have done a fantastic work. Uh, uh, and so it's really about, you know, their, their topic is free software in health. Uh, so if you want to help them, actually, they have, uh, they, they're working on uh, uh, software projects. Uh, and if, so it, you can check it out if you want to help them. Uh, I'll, I'll move forward because I see it's almost half past. Um, so yeah, it, and it's uh, I know it's a good example also helps because it's a very specific issue. It's a tough issue, and it's hard for us as a small organization. Uh, we can't be everywhere, and it's a good way to work for us to see. Okay, we we don't have the expertise. We do see it as an important uh, 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 something important to work on, but we don't have an issue. And we see there is another organization that knows the issue that has doing good work for free software that promotes really promotes free software. So there's no need for us to come in competition with them. What we should do is, you know, uh, 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 support them. So uh, relate the actions. We invited them on the radio show to talk about uh, their topic. Uh, if they're doing actions, yeah, we, we talk about them, et cetera. So uh, it's, I think, an important way to work also in good intelligence. I'll try to be faster here. So if you have questions, to, to leave time for eventual questions. So yes, European level. So as I said, it's harder to work uh, from France at, uh, on the European uh, level. If it's, I think it's common say that if you're not in Brussels, it's uh, you need to be in Brussels to to be really uh, effective, um, effective, you know, in your advocacy, and if you want to have effective impacts on the policy making. Uh, and you have to see that the, the way the European Union works, so the, the European Commission proposes a, a directive or a, proposes a text, then it goes to the European Parliament, which makes, uh, uh, can amend the text and vote on it. Then uh, the European Council, which is made, uh, it's, which represent the, the governments of the different states, uh, can act on the text and, it's, uh, and follows this process back and forth. Um, so it's, uh, so yeah, the opinion is there's 27 states, uh, 26 now with the Brexit, uh, so lots of states with different cultures, different legal cultures. So if you don't know that, if you don't understand it's the rule of compromise is the key in European Union, uh, how the word, uh, how it works, it's, uh, you can't really effectively uh, act on that. So. On a few texts we are we worked on when we when we follow uh, there was the copyright directive so that was voted uh, last uh, uh, last year two years ago time flies back fast and now it's in the uh, proceedings of national transposition it's a horrible text for uh, many reasons uh, and you have lots of literature about it I think the FF, EFF was a uh, uh, and Corey Doctorow in particular quite vocal uh, against uh, the copyright directive. Um, and France, France on copyright is probably one of the worst uh, countries, I mean, the worst, uh, uh, has the worst position, the most uh, traditionalist and retrograde. It's really, they see, uh, uh, I don't like uh, culture as you need know, to product and it has to be, you need to be able to sell it. Uh, and of course they create out to the poor uh, artists that they need to be fed and they need to eat. And of course, when you 
take these morals uh, uh, when you take these moral uh, high grounds fake high grounds I would say uh, uh, it is hard to argue against that so it was hard for us to argue uh, we involved ourselves in this we we fought on this text because of first one of the many platforms uh, with uh, copyrighted content on it uh, going through it that was concerned were uh, uh, um, software sharing and uh, uh, software software sharing platforms um, uh, but through and not only our action but a, a very important wide action including businesses uh, they were uh, took out of the of the text as an exception so I mean at least it was a win on that aspect uh, the Digital Services Act and the Digital Market Act. Um, so that's what is coming now. Uh, so it's a, they want to re, re see everything. So it will have deep impacts on uh, technology and uh, the uh, law on technology at large. Uh, an interesting uh, thing between to to notice between DSA and DMA, Digital Services and Act and DMA. A digital market act, sorry, and the copyright directive. A directive needs to be transposed into a national law to be law, effective law in the uh, in the different states. Uh, the directive just sets, you know, the the boundaries in which they have to work. Uh, the DSA and DMA uh, are uh, regulations, and they have once they're voted at their European level, they have direct impact, and they directly apply in the uh, states. So, of course, when you uh, act on a directive, or when you act, try to to when you advocate on a directive, or when you advocate on a regulation, it, it's. Uh, it's has uh, you have to it's really different you have to have a different and more specific approach so on dma dsa we're still thinking about you know what impacts it can have on free software are there negative how we approach is are there possible negative impact on free software yes no and if yes we say how do we curtail them and if not okay how what opportunity do we have to promote free software here uh, i think one big issue will be about interoperability uh, and uh, maybe uh, apps app stores uh, how do you open it and uh, Clearly, for free software, there is a very important topic, which is you know uh, uh, what they call smartphones, uh, computer phones. You can call them whatever you want, but you know it's lots of. Uh, it's hard to have freedom software on these uh, uh, equipments, and maybe it will be a way. To, so we have to analyze this, and uh, it's uh, we'll be very busy on that. Uh, Okay, racketware is uh, so I, I'm mentioning an individual victory against racketware, uh, a collective need for new rules. Um, racketware is you know when you have when you're forced to buy software when you buy a computer, so we call it racketware. Uh, probably do I don't know if it's the same terminology uh, free software the free software foundation use uh, uses. Uh, I'll try to be fast on that, but just. Uh, in Italy, uh, a free software activist, uh, you know, he bought computer and he was forced to buy windows with it and he he asked uh, so with Lenovo a Lenovo computer so he has to be reimbursed at the price of uh, his license so it went to court it took him two years and he was uh, and uh, uh, the high court uh, at the high uh, Italian court gave him uh, said he was right and forced not only Lenovo to reimburse him but uh, 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 Condemned Lenovo for uh, abusive, you know, procedures uh, for doing uh, abusive procedures. Um, he so he was entitled to twenty thousand uh, euros uh, uh, compensation. But the problem is, of course, you know, you shouldn't have to be uh, to uh, 
climb a mountain to be reimbursed license, you shouldn't be, sh be your responsibility to get to, to fight for that. Uh, it should be, uh, it should be uh, uh, easy and you should not only need to be reimbursed, you should have the choice to have or to be whether you are sold, you can you, whether you buy or not a software. Software and computers need to be separated. And it's really not the case in Europe. It's still said that it's uh, it's not, still not recognized as the uh, dangerous uh, and uh, aggressive. Uh, it's still not recognized as aggressive uh, commercial practice that it is, and it's something really need to to fight for. And only the and its commercial law being only uh, uh, is the responsibility at the European level. And so we cannot act directly in France. We need to have an opportunity at the European level to act. Um, the last one, and just in case there are questions, yes, five minutes. Thank you. Uh, directive on payment services, three minutes now. Great. Uh, okay, this uh, it's a uh, uh, directive on strong certification. So now it's a law, but we are facing uh, issues that uh, some banks are forcing. Uh, forcing uh, people to install uh, apps on their phones only through Google Apps or iOS uh, on Apple uh, to be able to you know uh, purchase online etc so it's and or access their bank accounts on their phone which is clearly unjust and unfair so we uh, some uh, volunteers are they're trying to to see what we can do uh, how we can act on that uh, and I think that's it for now yes so if you so if you have questions now in two two and a half minutes I'll, I'll gladly try to answer and of course I am available for questions through email and uh, and Mastodon and on Twitter if ever uh, so feel free to to contact me if you if you need thank you very much uh, if I can't see you and it's kind of strange but uh, I hope it was a uh, it was interesting for you guys uh, thank you Etienne um, we do have a question here um, and it's from IRC. Uh, they note that there is the FSF in America and April and the FSFE in Europe. Are there any major Asian Pacific free software organizations that you know of or um, that you're working with? Do not know. We are not working uh, uh, with uh, any organization in uh, Asia or in Africa or in South America or uh, in the uh, east of Europe. Uh, no, we don't have uh, Sally. We don't have this type of context now, so, and I don't know on the top of my head. I don't know of any of them. Sorry. Okay, and I'll just check uh, IRC one other time, and if anyone has any questions, they can drop in there. Um, if not, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Best of luck. Uh, it's great information, and I guess we'll leave it off there. It's under free license. Thank you very much, and uh, best you know consideration for the Deeper Planet. And thank you very much for organizing this. It's this great event. Thank you.